What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast, where we talk about all things related to athletic performance, rehabilitation, and wellness. My name is Michael Falk, and I will be on the podcast by myself today doing a quick 2022 wrap-up of some of the things that I learned, some of the best books that I read, some of the things that I struggle with and learn from. And I really try to apply this in such a way that if you are a a parent of an athlete or an athlete yourself, that these aren't just business lessons or my personal lessons, but try to share some of the things that I have learned and that you might be able to apply to your year and your journey and your goals going forward. So um, it's a pretty short episode. I think it's about 20 minutes once you get into it. Um, I hope you guys have a good uh, new year and we will talk to you again in 2023. Enjoy this episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. My name is Michael Falk, and it is a solo cast today. I am not joined by a guest. I'm going to be wrapping up 2022. So um, I did a couple of podcasts kind of summarizing the year last year, looking ahead into this year, and um, it was we got some really good feedback on it. So we're going to do that again. Uh, my wife just wanted me to share my top books that I read this year, um, but I thought that might bore many of you and, and not be hugely applicable. So I'm going to share kind of some of the things that I've learned in 2022 and then some things that I'm um, exciting or excited to do in 2023. And uh, I will share my my top two books that I read that uh, you guys may find interesting um, as well on my wife's suggestion. So to dive into what I learned in 2022, um, you know, I kind of have been sitting back and thinking about this for a little while about what what did I learn last year and there were some really good good things that happened some some tougher times that that we've had and um, kind of what's the lesson that I can take and as I sit down and reflect on it um, kinetic is about to turn five years old in April um, which my wife and I started when my son was two months old um, so he is um, about to turn five and it's kind of gotten to watch him grow up as we've gotten to watch our business grow up. Um, as I sit there and think about it, it's also the longest job that I've ever had at this point. Um, so early in my career, I worked and then went back to school and then um, did a bunch of clinicals and worked briefly before my wife and I opened our own uh, practice. And so um, I've now been doing the same thing for, for a couple of years longer than I've ever worked anywhere else. And that has um, taught me a lot this year, and it's really gotten me thinking um, relevant to the athletes and families of athletes that are listening to this podcast about um, the professional athletes that we work with and some of the later college athletes and some of the people that are the best in the world at their sports um, and how hard it has to be for them and how much respect I have for them for doing the same thing over and over and over and over again for years. And what a fine balance it has to be between um, you know, trying to continue to evolve um, and not get left behind while also doubling down on what you're the best in the world at. And so the example that I kind of have for this is let's take you know a professional baseball player that's now um, in their 30s and the high school kid that's you know still 17, 18, about to go to college. And oftentimes what I see is the professional athletes um, have their routine, right? And they, ha- they do the same thing every offseason. They take the same number of weeks off. They travel at the same points of the offseason. 
Um, they more or less follow a very similar training program as what they have done previously. They more or less will follow a very similar um, throwing program that, than they have previously. Um, the exception is going to be that they may take more recovery now. They may not go quite as intensely because their body's not bouncing back. But they are um, creatures of habit. They get to the gym at a very similar time. They go through the same warm-ups, right? They, they have found what has helped them be great, and they double down on that. Um, that doesn't mean that they're not looking for an edge, um, they are definitely still looking at what can I do to improve or what can I do to hang on for another year? Is it a different pitch? Is it uh, gripping a different pitch? Is it something different in how I train? Is it something different in my routine, right? They're not um, just sticking their head in the, sh- in the sand, but they also aren't jumping from one thing to the other to another. They're not doing a new program and then a new six-week velocity gaining program. And then let me try this workout routine that's um, kind of blowing up on Instagram, Right. They know what works for them, and they are sticking to that. Um, I contrast that sometimes with the high school kids that we see and uh, that are just jumping from one throwing coach to the other to one workout place to now they're going to this other gym to train at, and then they're going to their high school to do their high school lifting plan, and they're bouncing back and forth. They're playing for one travel ball team, and then the next year they're jumping to another one, um, and it leads to a lack of consistency. And um, I think I understand it and I get it because it is hard to just keep doing the same thing. And there is this sense that when you've been doing something for a little while that I need to do something new now. I need to do something different. I've done that thing. I did that training program. I did that throwing program. Now I need to try the next thing. And um While I understand the temptation, I'm not sure it's always the right move if you're in something that's good. And um, I was just sitting back here and thinking about it and thinking about some of these baseball players that we work with that are now approaching, you know, late 20s, early 30s. And I was thinking about I, over the past year, have had that same sense within our business of, okay, we've been doing this for a while. We need to do something different. We need to do, uh, we need to try something new. We've been just doing the same thing for over and over or for you know, five years now, we need to, we need to add something new. We need to try to change things up. And, um, as I was thinking through that temptation, I was just thinking about the baseball players that we work with. And I'm like, man, some of these guys have been playing baseball since they were eight, nine, 10 years old. Right. But like really seriously playing baseball since high school for many of them where that they knew that was going to be their sport. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, four years of high school, four years of college, um, that probably puts them at you know, 21, 22 years old, they get drafted. Now, for most of them, five, six, um, potentially as many as eight years now um, playing professional baseball. So they're on year 16 of kind of this baseball journey. And it's not that they have done the exact same thing for all 16 years, but for many of them, um, they have really settled into this routine and they are are essentially doing the same thing over and over and over again that they know works for them um, and is helping them. And so I just think that's a really powerful lesson that we can all look at is trying to, to find that fine line of doubling down at what works for you and what you're really good at and what helps you be unique and special while not just refusing to evolve and sticking your head in the sand, right? And um, I think that those guys can be a really good example for all of us and for the high school kids um, that 
kind of do get bored and program hop and jump and um, don't kind of just commit to doing one thing and really excelling at it, um, we you know can maybe look at some of those players and, and try to learn something from them. Um, the other thing that I think I've really noticed this year is uh, how important it is to resist what I call shiny object syndrome. And it's kind of along the same lines, but um, it's just so easy to get distracted by things that aren't necessarily important and that um, might not be the best thing for you, but is this new shiny trend that everyone else is doing. And um, for, for me in business, it's easy for me to look around and see what other people are doing and say like, oh, we're not doing that. We should be doing that, right? We're, we're missing something there. We should be doing that. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes it's good to look around and, and get a good idea from somewhere else and, and incorporate that if it fits in with what you're doing. But sometimes those things can just be distracting and take you away from your main thing, right? And so if we, if we just look at it, it's just finding the thing that you need to improve the most at that's going to move the needle in your development the most at for your sport and doubling down on that and not necessarily uh, getting distracted by like these new shiny objects, if, if, I, if you will. So um, I think that that is something that's become readily apparent to me the longer that I'm doing this is it's easier to start looking around and, and getting distracted and feeling like you have to do some of these other things. The next thing that I've really learned this year is um, kind of the old saying, and it's become readily apparent, is that beyond mountains, there are mountains. And, um, you know, for us, we've accomplished some huge goals that Lauren and I have set out, and um, we kind of hit some of these, and it's like, oh man, we've, we hit this, we reached the top, um, we're, we're good now. And once you crest that goal, you just look ahead and either you set a new goal or you run into a new challenge, right? And um, it's a never-ending um, game and it's a never-ending opportunity to set goals and uh, improve or find new challenges to overcome. And I think that um, it ends up being really good, but at, at times if you don't have the right perspective about it, it can be disheartening. And um, I think in your own athletic development, it is important to have these goals and to set these stepwise progressions to get there. And so I think it's important to say, like, what eventually do you want to do with your sport? Like, what eventually do you want to accomplish big picture? Do you want to play in college? If so, do you want to play D2, D3, NAIA? What's, what level of uh, athletics do you want to achieve? Do you want to try to play professionally, right? Set out those goals. But then set these stepwise goals along the way um, and kind of lay out the path to get there. And then as you accomplish those goals, take a moment and be really proud of yourself before you just turn to the next one. Uh, but never stop looking forward and never stop expecting to run into another challenge. And rather than letting the challenges beat you down, look at those challenges as another opportunity to overcome and to learn something about yourself, right? And so um, this might be that you accomplish one goal and then you have an injury that sets you back, right? And that could be really discouraging. Like, oh, I just accomplished this great thing that I set out for and now I have a time that I have to recover. If you don't have the right mindset about that, that can really beat you down, right? Or it could just be that you set this goal, you accomplish it. Maybe you thought you needed to throw 90 miles an hour or you thought you needed to hit 40% uh, of your three-point jump shots or whatever the case may be and you did that and you thought if you accomplished that thing, it was going to get you that scholarship that you wanted. And once you accomplished it, you didn't get the phone calls you were looking for, right? That's easy to get discouraged about. You accomplished this thing, you're really proud, but it didn't get you the outcome that you wanted. 
instead of getting discouraged, um, take a moment, look at it as a new opportunity to overcome, try to reframe it, set a new goal, and then start chasing that just like you did the past one. And um, I think, again, for, for me, this really hit home. Um, we had some incredible highs um, just personally and, and then as a company this year with with new records and accomplishing things that we never thought we'd be able to do. Um, and we've also had some struggles for the first time in a while, um, really since we've we've opened and we've learned a lot going through some of those things. And uh, without the right mindset and attitude, though, it can really start to, to um, wear on you. And so I think um, hopefully you can take that mindset and attitude into your own goals and that idea that it's it's a never-ending game. And as long as you play, as long as you are chasing something, you're going to go through these periods of work so hard to accomplish something, feel really proud, really happy, look ahead, and now you've got another challenge that you've got to gear up and, and try to go after. So um, hopefully you can take that little tidbit from me. Um, and then the, the next thing that I really kind of came to realize and learn this year is just how important having a group of like-minded people to connect with, um, both peers, um, people that are ahead of you in the game, um, or you know, sometimes even just younger people that you like and enjoy and can learn something from. And, um, you know, this year in particular, I'm incredibly grateful for friends like Robbie Ohashi and Jairon Apari of Performance in Motion in Chicago um, that Lauren and I had an opportunity to go sit down with again and catch up with for the first time in a couple of years this year. And um, just one of the best meals that I've had all year and favorite conversations and just... Uh, very refreshing to sit down and connect with two great individuals and, and learn and share stories and, and catch up and, um, you know, just kind of have someone to connect with. Uh, um, and then people like Dan Jensen uh, of Black Hills Physio in South Dakota, Tim Puckett of Puckett PT in, in um, San Antonio, and uh, Ziad out of uh, Ignite Physio on L.A. and California um, are guys that I love connecting with and sharing ideas and listening, um, hearing their stories, what they're doing, and, and sometimes just having that community of people to chat with can be really inspiring and really helpful. And so in your sporting um, career, I encourage you to try to develop that with teammates, but then also trying to develop a network of people that are ahead of you in the game and then potentially mentoring other people. But having a network of coaches, other players, um, kind of peers or people that are more advanced than you, that you can sit down, shoot some texts with, catch up on, share wins, uh, discuss struggles, get advice, ask questions and learn from, um, and then just keep your um, community tight and your spirits up in the sense that you're not going through it alone is really important. And so if you don't have that in your kind of sporting journey, I really encourage you to try to build a, a little circle of friends and mentors that you can um, build those relationships with and have those people to chat with and, and uh, kind of reach out to when you need to or just when you're looking for advice or just need to get something off your chest because it can be be really helpful. So those are some of the biggest lessons that I learned um, from the past year, just um, kind of as I looked back and, and hopefully you can take some of those and, and maybe they're helpful in you and your journey. Um, something that I struggle with this year and that's something that I've thought about a lot and um, kind of wanted to give you my take on and it's how important time management is. And 
I hear a lot of people talk about work-life balance, and that's obviously in the workplace. But then we'll hear a lot about it with with kids now that um, you know our high school athletes are busier than ever. In some ways, I think busier than even some of our college and professional players because they're balancing school and schoolwork, trying to have a social life. Um, they're often playing sports for their high school, but then now they're often also playing sports for uh, club teams in the area. They're often playing multiple sports at one time. They may have training that they're supposed to be doing as an off-season program for a sport while they're in-season in another sport. They typically have workouts that they're supposed to attend at their high school, and then many of them are also working out at private facilities um, doing performance training there. If they ever get injured, then they're also trying to balance PT and rehab with that. And so kind of work-life or sport-life balance is this great idea. Um, but it is sort of a myth, and that's what I've learned this year, that um, I have goals personally, I have goals professionally, I have uh, a very business, busy life within my business, but I also have a son and uh, a wife that I want to be there. I have friends that I want to hang out with. I love playing golf. It's one of the things that just makes me personally the most happy. It's one of my outlets and my pursuits that I enjoy. And so how do you balance all that, um, all that time? Because the one thing that every person in the world has exactly the same, no matter any other advantages or disadvantages that you have, is we all have the same number of hours in a day. And how you use those is incredibly important. And we hear kids that are trying to, to balance these different things and struggle with how do you fit all this in. And what I've realized this year especially is that um, there is no such thing as that balance and it's always going to be a give and a take. And I have started to think about it just like you have to periodize your strength training program. You can't lift heavy every day of the week all year round. You can't do sets of squats to fatigue when you're in the middle of your season, right? You can't be running 300-yard gassers the day before a game, right? There is a time and a place for training different qualities and different things throughout the year and you have to it has to ebb and flow and it has to sync up with your schedule and that's how i've started to approach um, this idea of work-life balance and that um, you know while you have so many hours in a day it is okay to sort of periodize your time and there might be certain times that you are more focused on your sports and trying to get your training in or your practices or your individual lessons or whatever the case may be um, and then you're just kind of maintaining your friendships and you maybe aren't doing all the social things, but that's a trade-off that you're making for a short period of time. And then after the season is the time that maybe you're able to take a step back and it's okay to not focus on your development and your sport every single week of every single year and reconnect with some friends and do some more things, maybe stay up a little bit later when you weren't in season, right? Um, there is kind of a, a time and a place and it's okay to ebb and flow. And rather than trying to balance everything 100% of the time, I think it's better to uh, you know, focus on certain things and, and be out of balance at any given point in time, but being able to give more of yourself to um, the area that you're really doubling down on and focusing. And then you know, when a season shifts, when your time changes, when you have more free time or whatever, then you maybe shift focus in, in different ways. And so that's something that I've tried to do this year is um, kind of work in these little sprints where I'm really focused on one aspect within the business or one aspect um, personally, or I'm really um, trying to take advantage of nice weather and be able to get out and play a little bit more golf or get 
home and, and spend quality time with my son, whatever the case may be, but trying to focus rather than um, spread my attention too thin all the time where I'm able to focus and actually accomplish something, get things done. Um, and then when I'm home, I'm home and I'm present and I'm not just distracted and I'm not kind of checking a box off like, oh yeah, I did that to balance my day, um, but I'm able to accomplish more. So as you look at your work-life balance, I know many of you are, are busier now than than ever and kind of think through, can you periodize your time? And how do I use it most efficiently and effectively and maybe change things up throughout the course of the year? All right. Um, as Lauren requested, the best book I read, I really couldn't narrow this down completely um, because I did read a lot of books um, that I really enjoyed this year. But I'll give you two that I thought were the most helpful. Um, one for um, you know purely business. If you don't own a business, I'm really not sure you would enjoy this book. Uh, but it's called Traction by Gino Wickman. Um, it is a book about different business systems and how you can use them to build traction within your team and your business. I thought it was um, very practical, really insightful, um, able to take several of those things and, and act on them relatively easily. So that was a really good read if you're um, somebody that's interested in entrepreneurship. Uh, but kind of whether you're an entrepreneur or just a uh, uh, you know everyday person or even an athlete, uh, I read a book called Delivering Happiness by Tony Hesch, who is the um, founder of Zappos. Really fascinating book. goes through his story and his journey. Just a, a super interesting individual who accomplished a lot. Um, ended up selling Zappos to Amazon for over a billion dollars. And uh, um, goes through a lot of his kind of foundational core value elements of how he built his business, how he... Um, created a team environment, how he got people to buy into his vision. Um, I think if you're a leader of any type, whether it's just a leader of your team um, or leader of business, you'd really get a lot out of this. Um, I thought it was also particularly interesting because unfortunately Tony died um, last year and a really sad story with struggles with drugs and um, yeah, just a, a very sad end. And so it was very fascinating to read this book that was all about delivering happiness and kind of contrast to it with a, a man who had some real personal demons that ended up catching up with him and um, how you balance those things. I think in a world of mental health and mental health awareness, it was just a very interesting read um, from that side. So um, those are probably the two best books that I enjoyed this year that I think you guys would really get a lot out of. Um, and then what am I looking forward to in 2023 outside of just continuing to see our team at Kinetic Grow continuing to get to interact with all of our athletes and help people chase and accomplish their goals, which is um, super rewarding. Um, personally, I'm very excited to be able to take a trip with uh, my family to celebrate my wife and my son's birthday. We're going to get out of Wisconsin and warm up a little bit out in California, which will be great. And then I have a bucket list trip um, later in the spring that I'm going to get to go to Bandon Dunes with my dad and play golf um, out there, which is somewhere that I've always wanted to go play. Um, so I'm very much so looking forward to that. So this was my wrap up of 2022, what I learned and trying to kind of give you guys some of the lessons that I had that maybe is able to resonate with you with some of your goals um, in your sports or your, your kids' sporting lives. And hopefully you're able to take some of those lessons uh, and, and 
maybe it resonates you and helps you accomplish a goal in 2023. So uh, I appreciate everyone for listening to the podcast all the way through 2022. This is probably our most consistent year. Um, If you haven't noticed, we're shooting for about three episodes a month now, um, which is what our team has been able to sustain. We're trying to get two interviews with kind of local or national experts in the sports and wellness field. And then we're doing one um, interview every month within our staff, trying to share some specific things that are really actionable for specific conditions, specific types of athletes, um, things like that, that we're able to share some of our expertise and try to have those be a little bit more practical for people. So um, we're going to keep going with that every month um, all the way into 2023, where we'll continue that same cadence of about three episodes a month, um, and those will continue to come. So uh, we really, really appreciate your support and listening and are looking forward to, to sharing more with you in the next year. If you have a moment, we would really appreciate it if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you have a friend that you think would benefit from any of these episodes, um, we always love it if you share it with them, share it on your social media. Um, we'd love to reshare it and help spread the word to more people. So with that, have a great New Year's and uh, we will talk to you guys again in 2023. Hey, Dr. Michael here. I want to say a sincere thank you for taking the time to listen to that episode. I hope you got a lot out of it. Dr. Brett, Lauren, and I are all extremely passionate about this podcast and trying to use it to help share high quality, factual information and debunk some of the common myths and misconceptions that we see around athletic performance and rehabilitation. If you have a minute, we would sincerely appreciate you taking the time to leave a rating and review on iTunes or sharing this podcast with a teammate, coach, or colleague who you think may benefit. We want as many people to be able to hear and listen to this information as possible. Lastly, if you are on social media, head over to our page at MKE Sports Podcast or at kinetic underscore SMP to follow us so that you get all the latest information. We love to engage, so leave a comment on this podcast, tell us what you learned, or feel free to ask us a question. We sincerely appreciate all of the support, and we look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode.